Coming up on this episode of Random Thoughts from the Road, the future of motorcycle riders and what they think about life in general. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. Let me ask you something. Are you a defensive driver? We all are when we're driving something on four wheels, but how about when you're on two wheels? I see a lot of signs along the road asking motorists to watch for motorcycles. Look twice. Save a life. We've all seen them. So if you're ever injured by a negligent driver, call Dr. Brad Bradshaw, 417-333-3333. Dr. Bradshaw is devoted to helping injury victims obtain the quality medical care that they need and the full financial compensation they're entitled to. So do me a favor after the show, check them out online at bradbradshaw.com. Save this number. It's ridiculously easy to remember. 417-333-3333. Dr. Brad Bradshaw, physician, surgeon, and lawyer. And he's a writer, too. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. We have a special guest in the studio today. Uh, of course, as always with me is Randy Lewis uh, from Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri. What's and, up? Hey, wh- who do we have with us? Just let, tell everybody who's with us. All right. So we've got one of the coolest people I know and I've ever met in my entire life. Um, I think he's cool mainly just because, uh, I don't know, maybe it's because he's mine. This is my son, Carter Lewis. Carter, say hi. Hi. All right, man. Glad to have you here. You excited? Yeah. All right, so what we're talking about today is kind of the next generation of motorcyclists. And what we are doing here, Carter, is I would like to get your take on what you think about motorcycling. Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, you do? What kind of motorcycle do you want to ride when you get bigger? A sports bike. A sports bike. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He just, wants to ride a sports stop, bike. Just But stop. he has, He does he not own, how old is he now? He's five. Six. How old are you, Carter? Five. Wait a minute. You're his dad. You think he's six. <laughs> this needs to be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought he was five, so yes. let that be noted in the official record. And he owns, <laughs> and, and at, at five years old, he owns a deluxe. Yes, he does. But he wants to forego that and ride a sports, sports bike. bike. Hey, man, everybody goes through that phase before they get get real with what motorcycling actually is. I understand. Is. <laughs> I rode a sports bike for years. Carter, how come you like the sports bike? Because it's they're really fast and I kind of just like to ride them. He's got a point. I mean, a sports bike is way faster than a deluxe. It's all about perspective. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I can't say that I blame him. I mean, they are definitely a fun motorcycle to be on. I guess it's just the thing you have to work out of your system. I guess it is. Because, I mean, how many people do you know? 16 17 18 years old started with a sports bike and now what are they riding now there are a couple of guys out there that are just still 50 60 years old and riding sports bikes but 
It's I, I saw a couple of geezers here a while back. And when I say geezers, take into consideration I am a geezer, <laughs> and I thought they were geezers. And God bless them, they were on Hayabusa's, and they were tearing it up. Holy crap. See, that's that select few. From my perspective and what I always see is people get off of a sport bike and then go to like a BMW or something like that. Right. Where it's very complimentary to what it was, but just a little bit more comfortable. But who knows? Yeah, it's a funny story with Carter here in his deluxe. Um, I got made fun of. Well, not really made fun of. No one says shit to me, but everybody thought it was pretty funny. He is, I think I bought it when he was just about two years old, something like that. I don't even, he may not even been two, to be honest with you. Time escapes me. But he was the only kid that I ever knew, or only person I ever knew, that still shitting himself and had a Harley Davidson. And there's guys 30, 40 years old that are just now being able to buy their first Harley. Okay, so. well, this the question begs to be asked is, does Carter have a deluxe because dad wanted a deluxe? <laughs> and he thought that was a good excuse with the wife to get him to buy it? And it was a uh, hand-me-down for a... Carter, where did we get that motorcycle from? From my grandpa. There it was. So Carter's grandfather, my father-in-law, he kind of was going through a rough time there. He had cancer, had a stroke first, um, just kind of a rough patch. So this is the first Harley-Davidson my father-in-law ever owned. Um, we did everything together when he first got it. You know, We drove an hour north of Chicago I test rode the motorcycle. It's February 1st, I believe is what it was when we bought it. Snow, nice Chicago weather. Yeah. I mean, it was garbage as far as that goes. Loaded it in the back of the truck and drove home that day. Um, I think we've referenced this, you know, a couple episodes ago when we were talking about your favorite rides. I mean, this guy put so many miles on it, just getting used to riding it. So anyway, at this time, um, him and I bought another motorcycle together. It was a electric glide. You know, the bagger craze was really getting there. Um, he was wanting something just, you know, just to try something different, I guess. So I brought the deluxe into the shop for some maintenance and I just finished up this bagger. We were getting ready to sell and I said, just take it for the week and ride it, you know, while, while I'm working on the deluxe. So anyway, he comes back after the, after the week and we had had plans of selling this bagger and he's like, dude, I, I can't. He's like, let's just sell the deluxe instead. But I want to keep this. So I'm like, okay, you know, sure. No problem with that. So we go through the process of trying to sell it for a little while. And he's turning down offers and turning down offers and turning down offers. And it, it just, I guess it didn't dawn on me at first. He didn't really want to get rid of it. But I think what he did is put it up for sale. So his wife, so he could just have something to tell his wife that he was getting rid of one. The illusion. <laughs> yes. So uh, finally, just one day I was like, you know, this is just horse shit. You know, if someone's going to own this motorcycle, it's got to be me. So I just popped the money on it and paid him what he was asking for, and I kept it. The reason why this bike is so special to me, and it is to Carter also, I think he doesn't quite understand how special it is to him sometimes, but even he doesn't ever want to do anything to it or doesn't ever want to change it. It's got to just be like it is right now, um, but that's going to change hopefully. So anyway, he had had a stroke, had then he had cancer, and he was just really weak and the guy just stopped riding and it was absolutely killing me. I mean, we went from making every single night, making a, a trip, you know, take a ride or whatever and uh, to just not riding at all. So I told him I needed somewhere to store the deluxe because I didn't have enough space for it at my house. So I took it over, put it in his garage. I moved the handlebars back to where it fit him. Um, at this time I changed the seat on it and done some, done some other stuff and we're out there just dicking around one day and, 
or Sunday, like we always do. I said, Hey man, try this bike. What do you, what do you think about this? How's it feel? And he really liked it. And I said, why don't you just take it for a quick ride real fast? And he was hesitant at first. And I said, just take it down the road. Tell me what you think about it. So he did. And he really loved it. So I told him, I said, Hey, if you don't mind, I need, can I leave the bike here? And just, you just take it and ride it whenever you want to take it and ride it. So after the first week, I saw him on it once. And a couple of weeks later, I saw him on it two or three days. And then it got to where he was riding again. And it absolutely just made me so happy that he was back to riding and back onto it. So this uh, long way around the block, this bike is just something so special to me just for the sake of, you know, whose it was and then how it got him back into riding. And then I just want it to be like that for my son. So I want it to be the token that gets him into riding and gets him into enjoying it and having that freedom and having that feeling. So young man gets to ride his grandfather's bike. I think that's an awesome story. Carter, the other day, it's been a little while ago, you were in the shop and I asked you what you were doing. You were turning a wrench on a bike and you were talking about how busy it was and how you don't know if you're going to be able to keep up with everything. Do you think you're going to run your dad's shop someday? I don't know. Would you like to? Yeah. I think you would make a great boss and your dad could work for you. <laughs> Is that not how it already goes, Carter? <laughs> I don't know. You want to be the boss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No cereal for you, dad. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. He'll be the one drinking coffee and I'll be the one getting it for him. <laughs> what do you think about that plan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something. Question. Let me ask you a question, Carter. What do you enjoy about riding motorcycles with me? What is it about it that you like so much? I think he likes the girls looking at him. No, it's right. I don't know about that. Hey, we were talking about this a couple of days ago. What's your favorite thing to do? Burnouts. Burnouts, yeah. Is it because it's all the smoke or all the noise or just because it's cool to do burnouts? Cool to do burnouts. Carter, you got a couple of smelly sisters. Do, you, do they like bikes, too? Reagan does, but Kennedy doesn't. Since when? She was just talking this morning about it. What I meant is that she doesn't want to ride one. Ride one or drive one? She doesn't want to drive one. Oh, yeah, you're right there. That's what I meant. You're she right. just likes being on the back of one? Yeah. So when you turn 16 or sooner, do you want to get a motorcycle or do you want to get a car? Or truck. That's a good question. When you cruise up to school, you're going to school in the morning, you want to roll up in a car or on your deluxe? Deluxe. Yeah, that's my boy. I want it to be known, uh, as a matter of fact, he was not paid for that commentary. <laughs> but he was promised cartoons. That is true. You know, I don't know. We were kind of talking about it, me and my wife, actually, about how kids will emulate what you are. Essentially, you know, when I was a kid, my father didn't ever have a motorcycle. You know, when I was growing up, we had dirt bikes and shit like that. But, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like my dad was a clubber or he was riding motorcycles all the time. But from the time that I can remember, even my oldest daughter being, you know, two or three years old, we've had motorcycles, motorcycles, dirt bikes, four wheelers. Shoot, we've we've chipped up to a small collection of like how many four wheelers do we have, Carter? Four. Four four-wheelers, so everybody could ride one. Uh, we got two dirt bikes. And I remember with this kid when he was young, 
my wife absolutely just flipped her stuff. But she come home one day, and I, got, I don't even know how I was home before her, but I had my oldest daughter on a four-wheeler, and I had a 1977 XR75 Honda dirt bike. And I had Carter in front of me and my middle child behind me, and we're just drag racing down the our side street. We'd go from a dead stop, and we'd run up to third or fourth gear. Absolutely stupid. Because of where we were, we had to go up a hill, and anyone come, could come over that hill at any time. But, I mean, it was just the absolute most fun. And for You take a, take a, take a rope and tie yourselves together? <laughs> no, it was your just safety belt. Hang on. There's no safety around my house. <laughs> a boy. There's motorcycles. There's everything you can think that, you know, I started riding hates. when I was Carter's age, five years old. And, uh, that's all we had when we were kids. We had motorcycles. Yeah. What you do on the weekend, you did only two things. You went to the beach and went surfing mm. or you went out to the desert and rode motorcycles. See, that's, that's the, America there was no third know. option. Right. That's the America that we love. Um, you know, right now we've got a CRF 75, which Carter's not a very tall lad, but I put training wheels onto it and he will bounce that thing from one training wheel to the next and just haul ass around the yard. Uh-huh. And he's got the biggest, cheesiest grin on while he does it too. You know what he, what would fit him just right is a, just an old fashioned 60 style mini bike. Oh, we've got one Briggs actually. And Stratton engine. We've got one. There's a brand. It's called a Hustler. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. We've got a lime green Hustler with a gold metal flake seat that we're kind of just tinkering with and getting going. Got the lawnmower engine on it? Sure does. It's a white one, too. So imagine a white motor, green frame, and a badass gold metal flake seat. Does it have the straight pipe? Of course. That's the first thing that you got to do is get rid of it. Ain't that right, Carter? Carter, have you ever ridden that bike? No. You think you'd like to? Yeah. I think you'd look great on it. Me too. That long, luscious red hair blowing in the wind. Chick saying, yeah, do a sick burnout, bro. <laughs> My friends would totally do it. Like, they would just say, can I ride the mini bike? Can I ride the mini bike? Can I ride the mini bike? Are you going to let them? I don't know. <laughs> Tell him what happened when your friend rode your four-wheeler. Do you remember that? He So his mom said he had to have a helmet, so he did. And then he just went straight, and I told him to turn the wheel, but he just kept going straight, and he ran into our principal, and, like, the bar kind of, like, opened a little bit. Yeah, yeah. How old is he? Is he your age? Yeah. Yeah, so he's your age, and it was hard for him to ride that four-wheeler, huh? Yep. Was that Coco? Yeah, that was. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was Coco. So I guess I guess what we're getting at is, you know, the topic of this has all been the next generation of bikers and such. We smallly hit on, you know, it's all about what you do and, you know, what they have to emulate. You know, you got to raise these kids if, you know, raise them young and let them – let them experience things and let them figure out how to do stuff. Don't just pamper and baby and protect these kids because then what you're going to do is get a bunch of 20-year-old somethings that think that everybody they need needs- a safe zone instead of get out of my way. I need to burn rubber. Exactly. Exactly, man. You know, padded rooms for where they can go and cool down. And you can't say this or you can't say that. So it might be 
awkward or socially unacceptable, but man, I hope my kid is just as much of a hell raiser as I was. Um, and to be honest, it's going to sound bad, but I'm going to teach him how to do it right. <laughs> so he can be safe and still do the unsafe stuff. You know, I mean, he's five years old and rides four wheelers and dirt bikes and, you know, shoots BB guns and things like that. And he's not ever broke a bone. He's never put an eye out and he's never hurt anybody. You know, he's conscientious about safety with it, but you know, just cause, just cause something's not sitting in a padded room watching cartoons with your mommy and daddy getting you everything doesn't mean that you can't do it and still be somewhat safe. So, you know, I saw this commercial the other day where a kid says, Hey grandma, can you get me another grape soda? Yeah. And he yeah. calls her on the phone to tell her that when he's right there in the room. Right. I've seen I think that. that if that had happened in my generation, that kid <laughs> they wouldn't have found his body. <laughs> you got your ass beat with that soda and then they would have taken it and opened it and drank it in front of you. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But so. I like the idea that you're raising him up to be a, a solid citizen. Yeah. You know, he knows, you know, Carter, did you get, you got in trouble a couple of weeks ago. What for? I took your four wheeler away. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What'd you do, Carter? Was it your grades at school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of upset you, didn't it? The idea of not being able to go and ride your four wheeler or the dirt bike. But what'd we talk about? If I was being good, I would get to ride them. Right. If you did the things that you needed to do, you get to enjoy certain things in life. You can't go through and get bad grades and be a bad person and, and still get to enjoy all those luxuries. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. So That's pretty awesome. That's the same thing I taught my, my kids. You know, every action that you take in this world, whether you're a kid, adult or anything, has an opposite and equal reaction. Now it's up to you based upon the action that you take and whether that reaction is going to be positive or negative. Right. Everybody thinks that shit happens by luck. Luck is luck. You know, you have the ability to change your future. What you do today dictates what happens to you tomorrow. So if you don't like the spot that you're in, change it. It's exactly. simple as that. Motorcycles for everyone. I agree 100%. Carter, let me ask you something. You didn't get to say very much. Did you have fun? Yeah. Would you ever consider doing something like this again? Yes. <laughs> what would you want to talk about, Carter? Motorcycles or hot chicks? Or hot chicks on motorcycles. Oh. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but this kid is red-faced and got a big smile. A little embarrassment. That's awesome. Do <laughs> you want to say anything to the people out there listening? No, not really. No, not really. We're going to have to train you not to be shy, huh? Yeah, well, at least he knows his failing. <laughs> <laughs> he can work on it. Not everybody can be perfect, I guess. But you're pretty close. Golly, isn't he? Yeah. He's a lot of fun. When him and his buddy Coco get together, oh, and what shoot. people don't can't see on listening to a podcast, a little short red-headed kid, Coco, who's no relation, um, his actual name is Colt, uh, they almost look like twins. Yeah, it's, it it's is shocking. very odd. Yeah. My friends and people like that are like, are you guys twins? Are you guys twins? And then one time... Cool is in preschool, and Grant was like, are you cold? And I was like, no, I'm not. But I just walked in my classroom. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he knew Colt wasn't in kindergarten, but he knew that I wasn't wearing the stuff like he saw the 
Colt's clothes and my clothes. So, like, what would you think I'm cool if we're not wearing the same clothes? Seems rational to me. Sounds, it makes total sense. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm IQ the equal of a five-year-old or is it is it just that common? What do you think, Carter? Is it time for cartoons and a cookie? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. I'm with you, Carter. So let's not forget, it's all about writing. So get out there and enjoy.